It's a part of being a Disney fan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I'm still bitter about the Country Bears being kicked out of Disneyland. Um, <laughs> also bitter about the Swiss Family Robinson being kicked out of the treehouse. Um, it's hard times where you can't even hold down your treehouse. Right? <laughs> so true. Uh, a lot of people are sad about Mr. Toad losing his attraction in Florida. They replace that with what? Winnie the Pooh. Mm. Winnie the Pooh seems to take over a lot of places. Yeah, see. Um, and just things in general just happen to close, not happen, things close, right, at Disney. And sometimes it's based on popularity, sometimes it's based on operating costs, sometimes it's based on how problematic the ride is to operate, things breaking, you know, that kind of stuff. IPs no longer being owned. Sure. <laughs> um, and we recently got um some notifications of things closing at disney yeah yeah there were some un- uh, and i do have to say that i was actually mm, i guess surprised would almost be the word about it that i i guess maybe some of these make sense and whatnot but i didn't think they'd be closing nothing right now like mm. it'd basically be like if there's anything we can do to keep these things open um we're going to do it because i don't see I think that they're going to have a hard time catching up with just where they were at yeah. prior to all the closures and everything else, you know? I sure. think that that's going to be very interesting. But um, yeah, so I don't know. It's interesting. Well, let's start with the one that I think surprised the least number of people, and that is uh, Stitch's Great Escape. I kind of thought that had been closed for five years already. <laughs> Uh, that's what, the Everybody, funny thing about it is it's been temporary, cl- temporarily closed since 2018. That's hilarious. Um, so Stitch's Great Escape, for those that don't know, is in the Magic Kingdom in Florida in Tomorrowland. Um, originally, it was a much more intense ride, um, the extraterrestrial, terrestrial. Anyway, who put out the movie Aliens? Was that put out by Universal? That's Fox. It was Fox originally. Yes. Would, do you think that this was Eisner's way of trying to like capitalize on that movie? Yes. It was? The thing about uh, Michael Eisner is that his goal was to uh, appeal more to the teenage demographic. And he wanted higher thrill rides and some scarier rides so that teen- teenagers wouldn't think, uh, Disneyland's for little kids and old ladies. I'm not going there. Right. Do you think it was legitimately so his young, so his teen boy would think he was cool? Yes. What? <laughs> well, there's, a, there's been reports about that already. Right? Yeah, there's that a like, story that he took his son, his teenage son at the time to Disneyland to see what he thought. 
And he was horrified when his son was like, none of this is cool. It's all lame. Yeah. To be fair, I do love that vision of the parks changing over time that it, and it still is definitely, you know, like there's a, uh, there's the thought that Disneyland or Disney parks are only for kids. Sure. Um, and we never go with kids. I, you know, I will. I won't. I refuse to go with children. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not true. We said said we would go with kids, kids, but I mean, yeah, but I'm glad that Eisner had that vision to kind of maybe start changing it up a little bit. Cause I don't know what the parks would have been like prior to any of this. Right. And that's the thing is that, for as as maligned as he is he didn't bring the park into a situation where there are attractions now that adults will go for splash mountain um tower of terror you know these sort of things never mind maybe i like the kitty park better (laughs) (laughs) you need things for the not just the adults but the older kids to enjoy yeah you know and i think that's fair um so Aliens. So Stitch's Great Escape. It wasn't. It wasn't actually based on the movie Alien. It. I think probably the original concept. They thought about using the alien from Alien, which is called the Xenomorph, just so that I can make it clear. Okay. Um, but I, I don't think at the time Fox was willing to let that happen. Um, now they have no choice. So maybe we'll right. get a, and maybe we'll get a. Do you think that's what we're getting? Do you think we're getting the aliens ride back? No, there isn't. People way. hated it. It was. Okay. It was said it was too scary. Is the problem that right. people had with it? Um, and for people that are claustrophobic, it really doesn't work out well. Uh, Which for, is basically everybody. The right. ride sounds like a torture chamber. Well, here's how it worked. So you went in, and there was a little bit of a pre-show telling you about this. Um, transport tube type of deal and then you go into a theater in the round and you all sit and then there are these harnesses that lower to the tops of your shoulders basically so you're locked into your seat oh my gosh um it's not like the same way like a roller coaster thing it's just like on your shoulders (laughs) um and i think it bothered a lot of people yeah and then um in the original one they would show this horrific centipede looking creature in the center of the room in the tube uh-huh. and then the lights would go out and you'd hear the sh- glass shatter and it would come back up and it would be out and it through effects in your harness it would make it feel like it's running around the theater oh and my like breathing goodness. down your neck and you know that kind of thing like legitimately sounds like a torture chamber though, it sounds yeah? terrifying it sounds like a haunted house type of thing <laughs> like something that you know um not definitely not kid friendly that's for sure uh the teenagers might have enjoyed it at the time yeah um yeah yeah i could see teenagers enjoying it at the time uh then they adjusted it and put stitch in um apparently a lot of people really like stitch so they thought this would be a good direction to go uh and people hated it Mm. they hated it um it had a great animatronic the stitch animatronic animatronic and it was really impressive you went on the right I did. Okay. He moved really well. Um, but it was a little, um, I, I wish I could think of a good word for it. It just felt not very Disney. Yeah. You would get in and he would spit at the audience. Oh, while you're strapped in. Yeah. So there's the water effect of okay. him spitting on you. Um, and then it had like a, 
a I mean, burp function there. where you would smell him burping and you know it was it, people were just like this is not very fun it sounds like bug's life in a lot of ways a little bit yeah bug's life is, i think bug's life honestly is the scariest Holy. thing the scariest show still left at disney and <laughs> I, I you don't hear kids crying as much in any, any other ride as you do in you know bug's that's life. a good point though based on the amount of people we see crying on that ride compare that to Stitch's Great Escape. Yeah, I can only imagine or Aliens Ride. For I yeah. can only imagine. Oh, there has to be a warning on it for sure. So, uh, Stitch's Great Escape officially opened in 2004. Uh, it would hold 162 people per show. Oh, that's a lot. Uh, and it was about a 17 minute block of time that you were in there. Oh. So, um, it was a time absorbent kind yeah. of attraction. Uh, which Disney often uses to try to uh, keep lines to a minimum, keep people out of things. You know, the idea is to have people doing stuff so that they're not clogging up lines and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but like I said, it's been temporarily temporarily closed since 2018. Mm. So I don't think anyone was too surprised to hear them say that it's officially going down. You bright. Yeah. Yeah, we'd walk by it multiple times and it would only be the meet and greet. Yeah, they changed it to like a stitch meet and greet for mm. a while. Okay. So that's number one. Miss a stitch. Bye-bye, stitch. What they need to do is they needed to turn that right on and to just have them do the why not a burn in love. Burn, burn in love. That's from that show, right? Oh, you know what I'm talking about? The Elvis song, you mean? Yeah, but Winona does the cover for that show, right? <laughs> did she? Yeah, she totally did. I it. thought they used the Elvis versions for those mm, things. I'm pretty sure it's Winona. We'll have to go back and check, but yeah. You can tell that Stitch is not one that I've watched very much. <laughs> so, um, patch next month. <laughs> yeah, next month's patch, Stitch. Uh, Primeval World is the next one up. Okay, now you're going to have to tell me everything about this ride. All right. So I know it's in Dino Land. You go to Animal Kingdom, head under the giant brontosaurus into Dinosaur Land. Look at the nipples. It's, wow. I'm just kidding. And then you head to the back corner right across from the exit from the dinosaur ride. Yeah. And there is a wild mouse coaster back there called the Primeval World. Okay. Um, and what did you do on this ride? Uh, so for those that don't know wild mouse is a kind of coaster that has a couple little bunny hills in it and then really sharp turns uh-huh. uh so you would go up a lift hill and do a lots of really sharp turns and then do some bunny hills up and down um and then to uh-huh. add on top of that it was a circular vehicle that would spin with kinetic energy when you hit those edges okay so like goofy's wild sky coast. school it's that but your car would actually spin on top of it yeah, as well yeah and it's literally basically that same track and stuff right well, that kind of sounds fun enough um ish. those of you that know me know that i do not do spinning rides yeah they make me vomit yeah uh and so it was never high on my priority list to do you, right um I'm not sure how popular it was i never really looked honestly about wait tri- times at primeval world but being such a small coaster, I wouldn't imagine that it was, you know, overly popular, super busy very often. Well, that's the thing about most of Dino Land back there, though, right? Oh, and yeah, because it, it is a lot of off the shelf coasters. It was kind of intent. A lot of people have said that it was just a fill in because they were so over budget on everything else. Right. That they never expected it to stay for long periods of time. And yet yeah. here we are because these are like original rides to Dino Land. Yeah. Ish. Mm-hmm. Probably. Right. 
And this is what I think is most fascinating about that ride closing is like, why now would you choose to close that ride now? Yeah. Are you, are, do you think they have any plans of doing adjustments to Dino Land or anything? Um, with, with the lack of money that they're getting for the year of 2020, I doubt they're doing many things to yeah. the parks. I think, um, do you th- I, in my, in my heart of hearts, I just, I think that they're probably just closing it because it's, uh, an operating cost and it wasn't very popular. Maybe sanitation I, at this level at this time. It's now, possible too. too. What I really hope is happening is that it's a systematic closing so that they can change it into Indiana Jones. Right. I want it to be Indy so bad back there. But again, I don't think that's what they're doing with the current situation at the parks. No, there's absolutely no way, especially because there's so many other things they have to finish up and stuff right. too. I mean, Epcot's basically just an open parking lot at this point. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Uh, the other if they rethemed that ride to be a uh, um an indiana jones type of a um escape ride of sorts yeah would you enjoy it more would you be willing to try it at least once or twice well here's the problem with it uh being an off-the-shelf kind of coaster there's very little theming that you can do on it mm. um they do have an indiana jones coaster uh, i know i'm gonna get this wrong i think it's either in paris Oh, you're right. I think it's in Paris. They have a coaster that has a full inversion in it, uh, I believe, in Paris. Yeah. Um, and that's themed like a minecart ride, kind of Temple of Doomish. Uh, but the the simple fact of the matter is, is that the rides are rarely themed. Unless you're willing to build a whole building around it, it's just going to be the same coaster with a different paint job. So, and I, you know, I hate to say that I'm okay with that. But I've recently realized... I hate that you say you're okay with that, too. <laughs> I, I recently realized how much theming adds to the element of a ride. Sure. And how you can use the same, you know, to look at um, Radiator Springs and Fast Track yeah. and compare those two rides together. They feel 100% different to me. Very much And so, so you're just like, yeah, that, that to me is everything. Yeah. I don't... I love... I actually love riding the ride in two different concepts of it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I love both equally. I love um, Chevy cars. <laughs> sure. And I love Mater. So hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, so Primeval World, though, it uh, opened in 2002 and uh, mm. would, would run 900 riders an hour. Uh, mm. And we are losing it now. So 2002. So I, it wasn't original to the park opening in 1998 or whatever. I think, yeah. I yeah. Think, did animal kingdom open in Oh one. Now I can't remember. I was, now. I think it's the late nineties, like 95 or 98. Oof, boy, we're showing if our ignorance here. I if you're no screaming idea. at the radio right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, somewhat more surprising is the final permanent closure, which is rivers of light, which is also at the animal kingdom. Oh, you're right. I had so much to say about this. I think, did you? I think so. Tell us all about it. So, uh, Rivers of Light started performances in 2017. Uh, so, it's a fairly new right. show. Uh, it would seat 5,000 people per Ooh. show. You know that's um, a lot of people. And it has seats. And it has a full amphitheater. And they uh, added an amphitheater for that, right? Like, it yeah. wasn't really there. They added it to the hillside. Yeah, that's because amazing. originally they were planning on it being just a parade. Almost mm. like a uh, uh, electrical parade, mm-hmm. but 
the park itself couldn't really handle that. Uh, those of you that have been to Animal Kingdom know that it's very heavily themed everywhere. And there's relatively few places where it's just an open thoroughfare for a full-on parade to go through. It is such a maze. Yeah. They we have, still get lost. I get park. lost every time I'm in Animal Kingdom. And I, it's one of my favorite parks. We just hung up a map of Animal Kingdom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I had no idea that was the way it was laid out. There it is. <laughs> I, well, no wonder I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> And it's yeah, and it's an old map, so it's different than it is now. Uh, they do have a smaller parade route in there, but it's definitely not big enough for a nighttime spectacular type of lineup right. parade. So they decided that this water type parade, after they saw the success of World of Color, they said, "Oh, we can do that. We can have right." And I think they they have a setup to do something amazing like that because, like you said, it has seating, and World of Color does not have seating. Right. Um. It's nice to be able to sit at the end of oh, the day. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> so. it's, it's, it's really nice to have that seating out there. It's so many of the nighttime shows don't have it. Yeah. Um, especially, I guess, I'm, if, if you think about the uh, Disney World parks, do we have seating at most of those? We do for like Fantasmic. We have it for Fantasmic. You don't have it in uh, Magic Kingdom uh, and Epcot. You, you can sit, but it's not. There's not dedicated seating for. So the I really show. hope that they choose to use it again in the future. Yeah, but you're right that like, and so then they revamped the show recently, though, right? They revamped it multiple times because I think they've got, always gotten mixed reviews on it. People are like, I mean, it's okay, but, and that was, I think, our reaction to it when we watched it. We're like, it's an okay show. I wouldn't say, ooh, it's a must see. It was the most artistic. Mm. Disney show, if you will. It was the most like um most non Disney IP. Kind yeah, of like thing. I don't want to say forward thinking, but it felt very like indie Disney, if you will. Right? right. But it was the most boring show. But I loved the concept of it. Yeah, it's but it fun just to look at. And I love the way that it opened. I love that it felt felt very organic, if you will. I mean, I know it's still an entertainment show. So yeah. none of these words are normally words that you think of when you talk. We did a whole podcast on what we thought about it. We did. But and I love but I love the idea of the show. The idea of lights <laughs> on the water. Uh, I love that it's there. I love that they worked with Inside, but I just didn't enjoy the show very much. You want that big Disney moment right. where it just sweeps you up and makes you cry. And that right. show just didn't quite get there yeah that's the thing is i felt like uh rivers of light lacked a cohesive through line that gave you that build uh it was kind of just vignettes and music that nobody knew so unless you saw the show multiple times you didn't recognize any of the music there was no disney music in it um which, remind me the music from um paint the night parade is that was that original music or did we know that paint the night is like, a uh like an edm version yeah that one it's that's at the end of wreck it ralph you're so right so they maybe have, that is why we love the song so much. i love the paint the night parade the music is basically just like edm versions of disney songs well no wonder i love this right it's totally just send their dancing to it the whole night. Oh, so good. And River's Life is not that. Like I am going to miss a show. Rarely we only saw it stay stay to watch it once and everybody around us didn't love it either. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there are people that really enjoy it and potentially for people who aren't super Disney fans and want a Disney experience might have enjoyed Rivers of Light more because it's not 
slapping you in the face with Finding Nemo. It's more just a cultural type of per- performance, right? And I'm okay with all of that. It just felt very. It was. It was a little too. Uh, calming for me, like it almost put me to sleep. At in the ways. end of a long day at Disney, the you last need... thing you need is a lullaby, right? Yeah, it was a lullaby of shows. But I hope that they, I, I hope that they rework it again, rename it again, and redo it again because I do love this. The big water screen they had in that show, mm, that the was water amazing. Screen was amazing. Um, the fire flowers, there were, yeah, those were all pretty. Yeah, things took a long time to happen in that show too. They did, and they, they had. New Neat objects that they used once and I was always like why would they have those giant light up animals that they use once and then they push them off and don't ever light them up again it seems odd it seems odd like they like they could continue to build throughout yeah and maybe they rework it into the show that way because they built so much infrastructure around that that I hope that they bring it back again part of me wonders though if because there's going to be the nighttime show, um, the new nighttime show over Epcot that they've been investing yes. everything into. Yes. And I think they expect that to be a huge thing. Yeah. And I wonder if they're trying to ensure that people have a reason to go to Epcot and not try to hold them over. Because mm. I think part of it could have been like they were trying to balance out attendance in the past. I'm sure. And they may be looking, they may have a different version vision of it going forward. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't really make and I it's think not. most people um, have told me in the past that the Animal Kingdom is a half-day park, and I think that's what they were trying to get away from. Yeah. They were trying to give you a reason to stay all day uh, so you could see the nighttime show. Yeah. And I don't know that they succeeded in a way that they thought they would. Right. Which is unfortunate. Um, but also, the animals need to sleep, so maybe let them sleep. Yeah, they, true. they don't do fireworks or anything like that because it's disturbing for the animals. That is true. So... I do hope they bring back a nighttime show to that theater at some point. They they definitely have to. Otherwise, it was such a waste to build that giant theater. It'll make me cry every time. Oh, no. It will if we don't have something there. But. Well, good. We'll need someone to fill up the lagoon yeah. then. We'll let you cry into it. So those are our three big closers. <laughs> those are the closures for this year or thus far. We may get more. Who knows? Depending on how things go for Disney uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, but you know, this is how it goes. Sometimes, sometimes things you love, sometimes things you hate, sometimes things you're indifferent to, indifferent to close or hate and want them to stay anyway. Exactly. Leave it. Cause I like it. Cause I hate it. Uh, but it's like, I always say, I am still bitter about the country bears. Follow my perfectly sculpted two finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.